This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. In 2013, she was hosting a birthday lunch for her husband, the insurance entrepreneur Dostain, and one of the guests was Zelda Lagrange, who was for many years the personal assistant of Nelson Mandela. From a casual chat on that day came the inspiration for an idea that has since turned into a global phenomenon of goodwill and positive change. 67 blankets for Mandela Day. Stitch by stitch, the campaign has generated warmth and hope for thousands of needy South Africans and has become an annual record-breaking event that aims to keep the legacy of Madiba alive and well. Carolyn Stain, an accomplished actress, businesswoman and founder of 67 Blankets for Mandela Day, has joined us in studio today to chat about that incredible journey. Carolyn, it's great to have you in studio. And it's so fabulous to be here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I, I, before we started the show, I actually said I wrote the introduction myself. So if it's horrid, um, I made sure there was enough space between us that you couldn't... <laughs> Whack me over the no, head. no, we like you. You can stay. Thank you, thank you, Carolyn. The this conversation with Zelda, it started in 2013, and it's become something so massive. How did that all happen? Who would have thunk? You know, it was a lunch for my husband's birthday. It was shortly after the passing of Madiba. Uh, my husband's birthday is on December 19th. Madiba passed on the 5th of December. And we were all very, very bruised. Um, and, you know, lighthearted banter about my domestic abilities, of which I have absolutely none. And Zelda, in her way, said, why don't you make 67 blankets for Mandela Day the following year? And I said, sure, no problem. But really, it was lighthearted banter in one ear, out the other. And then my sister Sharon arrived on Christmas Day with a bag of wool and a crochet hook reminding me of my pledge. And <laughs> shortly after that, we went to the game farm and uh, Mrs. Michelle was with us. And I started crocheting then. And I realized very quickly that I wouldn't be able to make 67 blankets on my own. I did not have 67 friends, poor me. <laughs> and so um, at three o'clock in the morning, I went to I turned to Facebook and asked if there's anybody out there that might be able to help me make a blanket because I have pledged 67. And the next morning, I woke up to hashtags. I did not know about hashtags at the time. Hashtag I'm in. <laughs> hashtag let's do it. Hashtag we will do it. And, and it's, it's, as you said, turned into a global movement. Did you, did you know how to crochet before then? Or was that a learning for you in that December? No, I did know because I went to JP High School for Girls. And um, we were taught at high school how to crochet. I'm not an expert by any means. But, you know, we've got a family of thousands of nitwits from Adiba who know how to do intricate stitches and the most incredibly artistic, you know, um, they, they do astounding work. Well, we, I mean, if, if people follow you on social media, they'll see um, on, on the 67 group that there's so much activity going on now. Uh, but back then, that first year, how many blankets did you get after asking for 67? Okay, I wanted 67. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to get 67. At one point over dinner, I said to Doe, you know, 
Can I, baby, can I put on Facebook that you are prepared to donate 1,000 rand per blanket made and then we give a check to the Nelson Mandela Foundation of 67,000 rand and then I get on with my life. I go back to my pool, I go, you know, to London, I just continue with my life. But that was not to be, thank Goodness, I did not put that posting on Facebook because my husband would be poor by now. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so that first year, we I think we got about 7,000 blankets. You know, they kept piling up. Every time people came towards me, they were bearing blankets. And I think a lot of that had to do with generations. Well, first of all, Medipa, the power of social media. Generations, the soap opera with a viewership at that time of 10 million a night, wove us into their script. So strangers would come up to me on the street going, Mrs. Stain, where can we bring our blanket? Oh, that's incredible. incredible. Because I play, you know, about 10 years ago, I was on Generations, the blonde having the affair with Capella. (laughs) And fast forward seven years, and there I am, the brunette Mrs. Stain playing Mrs. Stain. Wow. (laughs) Wow. So, I mean, a lot of blankets were raised that year, but something was ignited in you. And chatting to you, obviously... Not obvious. I hate the word obvious because people, nothing's obvious. <laughs> Our listeners don't know, but I've gotten to know you yes. over the last couple of years. And, um, and even now, I know the story, but I'm sitting across from you and I can feel your passion. You, you found a passion in, in helping keep South Africa warm. From that first, that first year, what, what came next? How, how did we carry on? Well, many, many thousands of people had done a lot of work. I went back to school then, and I hadn't been back to my school, JP Girls, in years. You know, I think I matriculated about 10 years ago. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it, wasn't it two years ago? I read somewhere. And um, the girls became very keen to participate, and they have, over the past four years, well, we're almost five years old now, January 27th, we're going to do something spectacular on that date, put it in I, your, I, di- I in your diary. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, and um, they come to all the events. They have created, uh, I would say, about 4,000 blankets, just the girls and their extended families and friends. So I am so proudly a JP girl, you know. Um, and we've gone into many other schools around the country as well, primary schools. And it's become, you know, it used to be seen as an old lady sport. It's become trendy. It's become hip and happening. In actual fact, it's become the new yoga. Well, I've, I've seen that. And that's, um, it's off the point, but on the point with crocheting. You see it on Pinterest and all these social medias. Do it yourself. Learn how to do it yourself and make your own clothing. It's, it's something that you can be independent by making it by yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, we always think of Madiba's words, it is in your hands now. And we're taking quite literally where stitch by stitch we pledge to keep his legacy alive by creating warmth for people in need. So a couple of years ago, I was invited to, to a brunch at your house. And unknowingly, I was invited to like a breakfast brunch and I arrived and and parked my car and came inside and we had a lovely breakfast. There was a lovely spread and the coffee was great and the conversation was fantastic. And as I was about to say goodbye, you said to me, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're going to prison. Oh, yes, yes. I put you in jail. You put me in jail. You you took me with you out to to Cullen inside Mm -hmm. and we visited the prison there. 
And I've never been so scared in my life. <laughs> Before going in, it was something that I'd never... Like never, it, it was a, a weird thing. I'd never gone to prison before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you were completely at home and so confident, and just you were this light inside this prison. And that's the story that I want to get to now: is how you brought crocheting into the system in South Africa. I still scratch my head in wonder and and think, you know, how how did that happen? And then I think, you know, and I'm not a believer in very much, but I somehow think that Madiba is guiding this because how else would Carolyn Stain's feet be entering into the places that they do, you know, into informal settlements, squatter camps and prisons and prisons all around the country? And how on earth do you get men who are serving life sentences, who have committed the most heinous crimes, turn to wool and hooks and create beauty and warmth for communities on the outside whose lives have been affected by crime, violence and poverty. How does that happen where you get hundreds and hundreds of people serving, living behind bars to do that, to turn to what, again, was seen as an old lady thing. I find it extraordinary, but when I hear men living behind bars in orange uniforms talk about the fact that they are knitting together their broken lives, knitting together broken trusts. With 67 blankets for Nelson Mandela Day, they are finding their humanity again. I know that we are doing something right. And that gives me more impetus and more reason to get out of bed the next day, to go back to jail, to work with inmates. And it is extraordinary because... After speaking to many, many, many people who have committed bad things, I realize there but for the grace of God go I, because I believe that any person, any one of us, can end up in an orange uniform if you're a man, a blue if you're a woman. Well, this is, this is what I realized that day when I was sitting in the prison. Um, one of the gentlemen stood up to just thank you for bringing this program into that prison, which is now rolled out across the country. And what I found fascinating is that you took time out of your life. You said it earlier on. You could have gone back to living the way that you do. You could have gone back to your pool. Mm -hmm. You could have gone back to your trips. Mm -hmm. You could have gone back to just being you. And instead, you take time. You go and sit with these we don't call them inmates. They, they've got a. They've got a certain inmates is the right way. Okay, so you know, people, you know, prisoners. I, I, I mean, they are prisoners, but um, they're inmates. They're they're, they're the serving inmates. Um, offenders is the the term that that many of them do not like, because offender suggests you know you've committed a crime, you've done something wrong, you've made a very big mistake. Offender suggests that you are a repeat. Okay. You know, you you keep doing it. Which is not, and that's something that I realized as well when they were chatting about these circumstances and what got them to the place that they are now and what has humbled them is being brought back down to just equal where they are. Mm. But when they were talking about you coming in and teaching them physically to crochet, taking time out of your day as a woman to walk into this very intimidating environment and sitting with these other humans and sharing love in the connection of wool and crocheting for people outside of the system 
that are in need. Yeah. It's an incredible, inc- it's phenomenal to see that all come together. And like I said, I, you walked into the jail, I was petrified, um, and you were just at home. You were, you were here doing your job. Mm, absolutely. Um, you know, I have friends, certain friends that were very cross with me initially when I w- spent time, because I do spend a lot of time behind bars, that I would give time to people, you know, who should be forgotten, you know, lock them up and throw away the key was the attitude of one or two of my friends who shall remain nameless. But um, they have now seen how this has has affected and changed the lives of many people behind bars. I feel that any man or woman living in that circumstance, in those very small confined spaces, um, who does pick, pick up a hook and turn wool into something so necessary and beautiful for communities on the outside whose lives have been affected by crime, there's got to be goodness. It is. There's, that, there's, all, there's goodness there. There's goodness there a lot, yeah. and I could see it when I was there. Yeah. These, these inmates and um, these school children, you mentioned uh, you go back to Jeppy, which is also an incredible thing. Whenever I come to any of your events, there's a whole group of girls that are wearing their blazers with pride, and they are there, and they are following you as nitwits, and they are doing something for their communities, giving back, crocheting, making it work for you. Mm. Um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. They're part of our 67 Blankets family, which comprises you know, people from all walks of life, all races, religions, socioeconomic backgrounds, ages, men, real men, knit. Um, not only in South Africa, but around the world. It is quite phenomenal. I mean, how does this happen? I don't know. It just exploded into well, a movement. It was, it's Madiba. He's, it's Madiba. It's Madiba there. magic. He's you know, there. we're knitting our lives together. We're knitting our nation together. And more than that, we are knitting nations together. When India, you know, supports us and helps us with, with hundreds of blankets that created that massive Mandela masterpiece, it's extraordinary. You know, blankets came from all over the world. So that, I mean, that, that's the most recent, um, achievement that you've done but the first i mean you you've got a couple of world records under your belt now yes we have we have we together have. as south africans we have i love that um i i cannot say i did because i didn't you know what i managed to do was was ignite some passion in people and we have created a beautiful beautiful family of thousands of nitwits for Madiba and we have one goal and that is to create warmth for people in need and as a result many friendships have been forged and your people have come together through bright warm colorful thread and it's beautiful to watch you know and I can't be everywhere at the same time but on Facebook if people join our Facebook group 67 blankets for Nelson Mandela Day SA because we're all over the world (laughs) you know there are events happening even today all around the country something is going on people are getting together to create warmth or to distribute the warmth that we have created and I have to mention that Stutterford van lines you know they've been with us from the very very beginning to and fro across our land for almost five years now to deliver wool to to pick up 
blankets to bring to 67 Blankets headquarters, which is our garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to the places where we do our big activations at the union buildings in 2015, where we got our Guinness World Record for the largest blanket in the world. That, that was a sight to it see. It was. And you know what? It's a no-fly zone. But somehow on that day, we had that yellow bird, that helicopter from MCC Aviation flying over. And those photographs have become iconic. They've become famous. They've been, they've been published in books. It's, it's, and we'll, we'll try post the photo, um, with the podcast so that all of our listeners can see. Yes. But, uh, it's got that statue of Madiba standing and just this colorful, colorful lawn <laughs> that, that spreads out for days of blankets yeah. that all came together to make the biggest crocheted blanket in the world but but then india shortly thereafter beat the record you know that that the measurement of that blanket and we were so proud of ourselves we patted ourselves on our backs measured 3377 square meters extraordinary but it was just that one stretch because you know the union buildings they've got the different levels so we sewed together the one stretch which took us all day all night you know it was and people came together that was the week of xenophobic violence at its height where people were being burned um, alive. And on that day, when we were told we had to stitch all the blankets together by the Guinness Book of Records um, adjudicator, I met people on their hands and knees from Zimbabwe, from Cameroon, from the DRC. Um, And it just was such a statement of togetherness and Ubuntu and how people really want to work together. You know, um, and 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 I, it gives me hope. It gives me hope for I our country. I think it country. gives a lot of people hope. Absolutely. And so after India beat us, you know, we are South Africans. We love a challenge. <laughs> so we went flat out. We rallied our nation, our children, people in prisons, in old-aged homes. The Johannesburg Society for the Blind contributed, and a Drakenstein Correctional Center where Madiba was finally set free. Um, we created what is currently the largest blanket in the world, crocheted blanket in the world. So India's measured 11,148 square meters, I think. Ours was 17,000-something-something <laughs> square meters. And that's like four acres of blanket. That's insane. And you know what? We, we worked against the elements that was raining. There was, it was wind. Wind. The, mar- <laughs> the marquee came tumbling down. It was. But you know what? The show must go on. And if, it, if we had to do it again, I would do it again. A hundred percent. The most recent one that you touched on, the Mandela masterpiece. Yeah. The, the magical. It was insane. It was. Uh, the biggest portrait Blanket. Blanket in the world. Again. Exactly. Another. It could be seen from space. And it was. <laughs> you know, again, these thoughts come at three o'clock in the morning. You know, we're going to create the largest portrait blanket in the world. And it's going to be so big, you'll only see it from outer space. But I didn't know whether that was even possible. <laughs> but you put it out there. You put it out there. And you talk to people, you know. And, and on the day, on the day, um, we had not one satellite, not two, three satellites photographing that portrait, that beautiful face of Nelson Mandela measuring, I stand to be corrected, 8,000, am I correct? 
Um, I'm here with Yaku. It measured, It was bigger than a rugby field. And I, I was there, and um, I got invited to, to be there to see it and the unveiling. And the crazy thing is that this idea that you'd come up with at 3 o'clock in the morning, a couple of things. One, you couldn't see it when you were standing next to it. Can't see a thing. Couldn't so it was see just, a thing. It was just one big blanket. Yeah. Secondly, it was all these South Africans and people who care for Madiba and care for the underprivileged, you might be called, that came together mm. to make these blankets for mm. you. Mm. I think you gave away you gave away the pixels. So you were like, I need grey, black, white. You told correct, correct. people what they needed to so, bring. So basically, my assistant, Yaku, is a little genius. Um, and he's in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he created this pattern on his computer. We needed specific gray blankets measuring 160 by 160 centimeters, specific black and the colors of our flag bordering. South Africa ran out of gray wool twice last year, (laughs) really and truly. And I mean, to think that, that so many thousands of people, you know, spend hours and hours and hours and months and a year creating gray blankets to create this massive Mandela masterpiece. It was astounding. And then India made, I don't know, 200 of the black blankets. Um, we got blankets from America, from Wales, from the, the, from, from England, from, from all over, from, uh, and again, Stutterford van lines transported all those blankets, um, to the garage and then to Zondervata Maximum Correctional Center. Let me tell you something. Um, those inmates created magic on that day. They'd practiced. They'd, because initially I wanted to do it at Stain City because I didn't want the headache and the stress of transporting so many thousands of blankets to another area and fight with the elements. I just put it out at Stain City and then, you know, but it, it wasn't meant to be. You know, I was asked by the inmates if I would consider if I would give them the honor of putting the project together, of putting all those thousands of blankets together. And initially, my initial response was, no, we're going to do it out in the front yard. <laughs> and then my sister reminded me of, you know, the inmates at, at Drakenstein, had it not been for them, that would never, ever, ever have happened. Because, you know, it's manual labor. Our nitwits from Adiba generally are wonderful people. Not generally, they are wonderful people. They sit for hours and hours and, and you know, but it's nice to have a cup of coffee or a classy vein um, while making this. But to get down on one's hands and knees and stitch them in together. the hot sun, mm. baking, baking hot sun for hours and hours and hours and hours and rehearse this for weeks on end and then bail them up and then have them in a particular order takes a certain genius and a lot of manual labor. And the way those guys worked at Zondervata Maximum Correctional Center was, you know what? As my friend Brendan Greeley says, it beggars belief. Well, I, I spent most of the event in tears um, Did from, you? from from the speakers uh, to Timothy Malloy singing. Yes. Um, he just blows me away. Grasa Michelle, oh. when she stood up and her speech 
was just, it was heartbreaking because it was just after Winnie had passed away. Correct. But it was beautiful because she wasn't meant to talk. And she said you'd, you'd asked her and she wasn't going to talk. And then, and then she arrived at the event and she saw what was happening. And she said, there's no way that I can't talk. Yeah. This is one of the most inspirational things I've ever seen. This incredible masterpiece that you put together from, or that, that everybody put together from mm-hmm. Aliba mm-hmm. is not just about the portrait. Each single one of those blankets is going to get passed forward to someone in need, mm. which is beautiful. You're, mm. keeping, you're keeping South Africa warm. We are. It's just incredible. We are. We certainly are. And um, you know what? I thought, you know, what did we do after the first year? But it's five. It's almost five, five years. years. This is, well, yeah. this is where we're going. So after five years, Carolyn Stain, where do we go next with 67 blankets for Nelson We will Mandela never Day? stop. We will never stop um, keeping Madiba's legacy alive. Stitch by stitch, we pledge to keep thousands of upon thousands of people less fortunate, warmer over all the winters to come in the name of our beloved Nelson Mandela. January 27th is our birthday, our fifth birthday. We intend to create Madiba magic on that day. We will get together somewhere. We haven't pinpointed the place exactly, but it will be in Soweto. We will get communities from all over to come together to crochet. We will have entertainment. We will have PJ Powers. I've said, girlfriend, you put that in your diary. <laughs> Timothy Malloy will be there. I'll be there. Brent Lindekew will be there. <laughs> we will all be there. Yusuf Abramji, I love Yusuf. He's so supportive. You know, he's such an activist and so supportive of 67 Blankets. And we'll have the most incredible get-together. You will see Ubuntu in action on January 27th, 2019. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one of the only reasons I know how to crochet is because of you. Uh, that day you kidnapped me and put me, hi- put me behind <laughs> bars. We spent that drive. You were teaching me how to mm-hmm. crochet. So I'm thankful for it, and I'll help wherever I can. Thank you. And I will... I will Join. I'm a nitwit. I'm part of the the society that wants to keep Madiba magic alive and and keep South Africa warm. Mm. We're also going to be partnering with a project with Tuni Madonsela and her foundation, the Tuma Foundation, soon to keep um, Master Sulu's legacy alive because this is also her centenary year. And we've got a book coming out, Brent. Uh, well, that's we've news. got a book coming <laughs> out at the end of this year. We're putting together the most colourful, beautiful. Um, picture book, coffee table book um, on 67 blankets for Nelson Mandela Day. It's going to be, it's going to tell beautiful stories, beautiful pictures, how our nation is coming together through bright, warm, colorful thread. I think that's, that's very interesting. And I, I didn't see that coming, that the book is coming. Yeah. But it totally makes sense because this is a two-sided coin. Um, the people that are creating these blankets have incredible stories. I've met some of them at the events. And they're just ordinary, regular South Africans that are actually extraordinary because they're they're helping and they're there and they're with um this this idea to keep south africa warm and keep madiba magic alive and then on the other hand it's it's the people that are receiving the blankets as well which Mm. is a a beautiful story Mm. it works both ways yeah and you know you fall in love with these people you know especially when you go to the orphanages and it touches my heart because my mom grew up in an orphanage and i've gone back to her orphanage a few times to distribute blankets and one particularly i'll tell you very quickly i've met a young boy young man junior who wants to become the president um, of south africa and he's an orphan and he has made blankets he's 12 years old now wow. met him when he was eight at the union buildings on that day he's created blankets 
pockets and he came with me to Nazareth House where my mom grew up to choose the orphans to hand his blankets to. So Junior's become part of my life um, and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful journey that I'm on that so many thousands of people are on and there's so many beautiful stories, ordinary South Africans with extraordinary stories. That's all part of this book. Well, the, well here's the reality. You say us and it is South Africa, but you are really the driving force and you have been for five years. And I just want to applaud you and thank you for that. You could have easily done your 67 blankets and then just moved on. And five years later, you, you're still not and you're still going and it's still a beautiful thing. And I, I thank you for being on the show. I thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey as well. Um, it's very special. Thank you, Brent, for your wonderful, wonderful support always and for Blanket coverage. Blanket coverage. Uh, this is uh, the good stuff. Good things guy on Jackpot. I'm Brendan Q, South Africa's very own good things guy. And you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks and only good things.